the third game in four nights on a back-to-back on the road. Celtics rip the Nets. Not a big deal. Next on First to the Floor. It's going to be first to the floor here. And it was Marcus Smart as he usually is. Oh, baby, I don't know what it is about that <laughs> win, but Wayne Spoonie here, and I'm feeling real, real good. We're back, and I'm here to bask in the glory with Jake Eisenberg. What's up, Jake? How you doing? Mate, feeling good. Friday, Arvo. We've got a beer. Celtics have knocked off the two seed. The Nets, I think we've won like 12 straight against the Nets, it feels like at this point. <laughs> um, Team W, across the board, everybody. Um, I think JT owes the fellas um, a Rolex or a beer at the minimum after, after that one. What a W. I know. 109.96 for the Cs. Dare I say, a defensive masterpiece. Ooh. And Ooh. just five game win streak you remember when we were one in five in our last six doesn't that feel so far away jake oh man yeah the the little slump that everybody was freaking out about the boys the boys are back we got our we got our little cushion um at the top of the nba now um and the identity the identity is kind of rounding into form we don't need to make shots anymore because we're back to grinding teams into dust 16 points for the nets in the fourth quarter Kyrie trying his best to punk the Celtics, but Grant getting stops, Marcus getting stops, swarming. Um, great to see. Yeah, we even we even got JT just like full truck stick Kyrie in the uh, <laughs> in the first quarter. He was yeah. Reggie thought he did an ankle, but I was like, no, that was that was a Madden no. 05 just right stick yeah. into the into the esophagus, flick that stick straight up <laughs> and <laughs> drop somebody. Yeah. Um. So Jake. What was your main takeaway from this one? What is like the big picture you're looking at after that win? Yeah, I think the big picture is just the overall team effort. Um, when things aren't going their way, you no know Jalen, um, kind of late uh, news today. Because um, we didn't really see anything happen to Jalen like late that we, that we noticed. And then all of a sudden, um, he's out, which might be a week or two. Um, literally everybody stepped up except for except for Tatum. I will say the defense from Tatum, the rebounding, like he was, he was, he was giving it, um, giving the effort. Um, but the, the overall team defense, the, the re the return of the identity of the team, um, something you can rely on, on the road, um, uh, when shots aren't falling, that that's what you want to see. Like I, again, the, the broadcast actually did a good job with some stats for us tonight. Um, Best road record in the league coming in today at 13 and 7. Bang, 14 and 7. 7 and 0 in back to backs. That's That's incredible, man. That's impressive. Like, I, one of my least favorite things about the NBA is the fact that back to backs exist. There's just no, no reason outside of money, obviously. Um, yeah. That back to back should even exist. Um, and to be able to be 7 and 0 when you're starting center that plays, 30 minutes a night doesn't play on back-to-backs that makes it even more more impressive um so yeah i think the ability just to, to grind these wins out like that's what it's about 
Yeah, I, I agree. And I think going back for me, the main takeaway is that team effort, which you hinted on six mm-hmm. guys in double digits, Brogdon and Smart, both with 16, Derek White with 15, the Cornette. four point. Yeah, Cornette with yeah, 11, man. the four point guards, because Pritchard also had yeah. nine, just missed the double digits. So on a night where I, I don't know about you, Jake, but I, it just looked to me like Tatum was exhausted man like he just didn't have it he front rimmed a bunch of shots and that is like the big indicator on if a guy is tired so it's so great and I think smart said it in the post game like we just got a lot of depth this year so missing our starting center missing our second best player who's gonna be an all-star and flirting with third team all NBA granted yes the Nets did not have Kevin Durant but I I think it's pretty close to a wash um, no between question. Durant versus Al and Jalen. And especially when the Nets haven't played, they've had three days off. So not only have they, yeah. they, they have the rest advantage, but they've had three days to practice to, to get a look at what this is going to look like without KD. That's a, that's a, such a huge advantage. Not only will we on the back to back, but the third game in the four nights, like that's, yeah, that's no question to wash on the road as well. Um, there's no, there's no, no way you slice it. But yeah, Oz Celtics fan um, in the chat here, um, legend actually. I know I've been you know, following Oz Celtics fan on Twitter for a while. But you were um, on John Corrales' podcast, remember back in the day? Um, <laughs> yeah, O'Neal was getting away with a lot, mugging like. Tatum a lot late. Like the the lob that the lob that Tatum had to rob late, which was a floater that missed everything. Like that was a foul. He was just getting destroyed by by O'Neal. So. I kind of I kind of get it as someone that played um, in men's league last night after taking three weeks off and eating and, and drinking beers over Christmas. Um, basketball is really hard, and when you're being asked to to initiate so much and guard the other team's best players, um, yeah, it can be a lot. I just would have liked him to maybe just make his life a bit easier on himself, just move the ball around a little bit. Um, but everybody else was there to, to pick it up for him. Um, Deep White, Marcus, like these. This guard rotation is Dude. relentless, man, on yeah. both ends. Like the playmaking that Smart and, and Brogdon were giving you, I mean, Smart and White were giving you, and then Brogdon just like coming at you, getting buckets. Um, he needs to go to Marcus Smart and Derek White screen navigation camp. Um, <laughs> but but um, everybody, everybody picked up the slack. Yeah, and then uh, when Pritchard plays well too, it's yeah. even more ridiculous when you just keep rolling out guys who can dribble past shoot. And I thought Pritchard played an excellent defensive game about as well as he can play on defense. He didn't really get roasted. You know, guys are going to hit shots over him. Sure. Um, but Jake, what's your underrated play of the game? Because I have one myself, but what what do you have off the top of the dome here? I, Pritchard's a great call. Man, like when he when he comes in and gives the energy off the bench, and in the first half it was offensive rebound. He played great defense. I'm on. I believe it was TJ Warren, Warren gets the stop, yeah. and then and then hits a corner three. All kind of like part of part of that surge to get the Celtics because they were down almost double digits um, a couple of times in this game, and Pritchard was part of the the surge to get them back. So that Pritchard sequence, um, he's huge in spots like this when it's three games and four nights back-to-backs um, when guys are n- need that boost. Like, uh, he, he just he – just, no, 
giving 100% energy and effort when you're out there has an impact, like the TJ McConnell effect. Like yeah. you, you can be undersized, but if you're you're fighting, and he obviously has the skill, right? Like he got to the rim, like he was doing a bit of everything, but that specific sequence, um, he's just going to be an offensive rebounding wizard now, apparently. I don't know. Uh, yeah, apparently. <laughs> him and Rob. Yeah, so, him and Rob, yeah. So he must have been he – went, he went to Rob's offensive rebounding camp in the, in the offseason. But uh, yeah, he had that – he had that one fall away too. I think yeah. it might have been even over Royce O'Neal. No, it was over Yuta. Yuta Watanabe. Oh, it was Yuta. That's right. Yeah. It was. I knew it was a big wing, and yeah, yeah. that was absolutely filthy. I but- went. I went back and I found the um because there's an v- old video of of Pritchard and Yuta playing one on one in the off season, and Pritchard's just cooking him. So I re- I went back and retweeted that video. It's like. Pritchard sees food when he sees Yuta. Yeah. No chance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was absolutely filthy. Um, so. I've got two because I can't decide. I'm completely indecisive. Either Tatum grifting that three mm. right before half and kind of getting us back level, and I think even the lead, and then Smart immediately picked Kyrie's pocket on the other end. But I think a big one is that fourth quarter, I don't know about you, but I was like getting a little worried with how the ball was sticking. But then uh. Grant, Grant got ISOed on Kyrie out on the wing. And he blocked his three-point shot. And that was kind of the seal of the game. And that's like, with the way the momentum of the game was going, I was so worried. And then when Grant blocked that and we went back the other way and I was like, okay, we're winning this game. That was such a huge play. And Kyrie was trying to get Grant a lot. Um, And dude. When are teams going to learn? You cannot ISO Grant Williams. <laughs> did did Kyrie was Kyrie? Did Kyrie just wash the first round of the playoffs from his memory when, <laughs> yeah, right? when Grant was shutting him down, trying to get him back here? Being a great comment from Nicholas in the chat here, like Pritchard always plays well against the Nets. Um, I was in person for Game Two in Boston of the first round when Pritchard had like eleven in the fourth quarter as part of that seventeen point comeback. But yeah, there was a lot of like moment plays, big plays yeah. in this game, which speaks to just like the overall connectedness of the defense, um, Grant blocking um, Kyrie, the Derek White block of of TJ at the rim. Um, that's becoming a Ooh, thing now. Like that. that I, yeah, filthy. I have that in bold here. Not just by <laughs> accident, but that just reminded me. Um, Grant, man, that, yeah, that you've, you, the behind the head layup. Um, Luke really, was like the hook yeah, shot. Yeah, dude. <laughs> And then he and buries a three on the next possession. Cornet, Cornet, man, like this is, this is, this is, this is kind of speaks, I think, to the buy-in of of the team. Like I, I feel like we haven't had one of these games in a little while. Like it's, it reminds me of the game they won up in Toronto, which I believe was a back-to-back after they played the Nets, actually. And it was like yep. they were all kind of, kind of, kind of, you know, lacking energy. But then they just they, it's the defense. You're on the road. The shots aren't falling. Um, it sounds like that's the more difficult thing to do to me um, is to crank up the defense on when you're, when you're struggling, but they've been able to kind of go to that a few times this season. Um, and tonight was um, one of the best examples of it. Yeah. Let me, let me ask you this, Jake, because it seems like as the defense has skyrocketed, we've started to see some of those bad habits on offense trickle in. And I think tonight it's just, it's you know it's game 42 or whatever yeah you can't play that warrior style cut move insane offense for four quarters on the third game in four nights you got to sacrifice some of that offensive movement and you know we saw it with like the tatum bad post-ups and stuff like that in the fourth 
but it looks like they were saving all that energy for the defense, especially in the fourth quarter. So like, are you, do you think that (laughs) trade-off is real? Am I making that up in my head? And if it's real, are you okay with it? I want to, I want to say it was Jeff Van Gundy where I heard the quote for, um, maybe Becky Hammond. There's a few names floating around my head, but it was always like, if you're tired, rest on offense. Don't mm. rest on defense. It was and, JVG. Yeah, JVG, right? And um, honestly, I, I, I actually used that in my rec league last night when I was I was just dying. And I I, th- I think there's there's an element to that. It was okay. Give it to Tatum in the post. Worst case, we get at least a shot up at the rim. Um, right. But on the other end, we're getting stop after stop after stop. Sixteen points in the fourth quarter um, for for a team that's just like stocked full of shooting is is so impressive. So. I think that's definitely part of it. Um, yeah, and you, you just can't be cutting and and moving um, at that level for for every night game. Yeah, as he said, yeah. game forty two, you just assist. And and the last night's game against the Pelicans was not was not a walk in the park. Like definitely yes, not. Like they were up big late, but that was that was like I said before that game. It was like a plus like plus nine was a lock. Ended up being eleven, but um, for like. The the Pelicans gave them everything, and so they had to they had to play all night, leave like get in early. Um, yeah, the the offense for defense trade off. I think it also you can rely on the defense. It's like okay, if we're gonna sacrifice defense and we're gonna you know give that energy to offense, we've seen them play great offense and miss shots. Like one one thing you can always do is lock in on defense. Like that's a far more reliable. Um, I think when you're when especially when you're running lineups with Marcus Smart, Derek White. Um, you know, you, you, we're not running like the best, the best shooting lineups out there no, tonight. No, definitely like, not. <laughs> yeah, so so let's 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 yeah lean into the defense. Like that's the far more reliable you know unit on the team. Yeah, and Ben says we'll probably <laughs> drop both these Hornets games. Do not put <laughs> yeah. that. Even. We're riding high, Ben. Do not take me down, mate. Yeah, uh, my let's... dad said the same. He's like, Joe's <laughs> got to figure out how to avoid the letdown now. Pritchard's the yeah. answer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So uh, speaking of Pritchard, let's jump into some individual yeah. performances here. I think the big one for me, even though he was pretty inefficient, I think he was four or 12 from the field, but 10 assists, two steals, 16 points. And I, and Marcus Smart, man, amazing defensively. He was all over Kyrie Irving, especially in that fourth quarter. He was just everywhere on everybody on defense. And I think I feel like even though he was inefficient, his buckets, and he went six to seven from the line too, which helps. His buckets felt like whenever the Nets were making a run or we really needed a bucket to respond to a Nets run, Smart hit one of his two threes or he got to the line or he hit one of those kind of like post fallaways. So I just loved what I saw from Smart tonight, even though he did have four turnovers. How good is it to have Marcus Smart back? Yes, I know. And some of them were like, just throwing them the one hander, like trying to spin it through a leg. It felt like um, he did say, like, and it was and it was late, right in the in the bleed the clock Celtics that we all we all love to see late. Um, but he he was able to get the the stop and not a clear path foul. But six from seven from the line, you know, 16, 10, six rebounds, two steals. Um, he just he just settles them down. Like exactly, I, I, I do think that he could have played last night. Um, just seeing how much he was able to give tonight. Um, 
but I, and I, which I actually, I like the way that they've kind of managed, I managed this, you know, the fact they split Robber now on the back to backs, but, um, giving Marcus that extra day rest because he, he looked fantastic. Um, getting into the lane. Yeah. For, yeah. Th- those little, those little post up turnarounds that are like the 12 to 14 foot range. Those, I love those when, when it's one of these games where it's just like the game's in the mud, it's a little bit of a rock fight. I don't, yeah, give Smart a little post up here. Um, the Nets have a few guys out here that, um, that Marcus likes to go at. Any any of these small guards, Seth, Joe Harris, Kyrie, I feel very comfortable. I know, I, it honestly, I'm surprised to see four for 12, but um, I feel like when Marcus is shooting below 40%, that usually means he's had a good game. It's when he when he starts getting too too high above 40 that um, then we start seeing some some weird stuff happen. Yeah, yeah, some uh, lack of discipline, we'll say. How about that? He had that? one early. He had one early, and I think that was like the only one tonight where I was like, ooh. No, 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 <laughs> Not none so of that. Good. That one turnover in the fourth quarter, though, yeah. when he tried to thread it to yeah. Tatum, I was like, oh, so no, on. Marcus, we're so up on. 10. Please, nothing <laughs> stupid. Um, yeah, keep so- us on our toes, man. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it can never be quite easy. Uh, I think probably the player of the game for me was uh, Derek White, 15 points, seven boards, an assist, a block, a steal, two turnovers. And I think maybe the most important thing, four or seven from three. Yeah. You know, he had been slumping hard from three. And, you know, to see him finally get a shot back and no three was bigger than that corner three that completely iced the game. He had and he had that one late in the first half as well where um the ball movement finally ticked up kind of like two or three mm-hmm. minutes ago and it was smart hit a three and then the, the next possession was just beautiful. Ever pinging around um Derek White in the corner. Like Derek White doesn't need to hit shots in order to be impactful, but when he is when he's having a, a four for set, like a five for ten, four for seven game, um yep. it's just I mean, he's the perfect player. For, for this team, like I'm actually very surprised to see only one assist. Um, but I think that so I don't think he just kind of racks up the assist numbers. He's just so quick to to make those decisions, get off the ball, keep him moving, connect connect the offense. Um, we already spoke about the block on TJ Warren, um, and in the broadcast last game, I didn't realize D White was leading the league um, in blocks for guards. Uh, yeah, it makes sense. And then of course, yeah, humble Derek White. You know, oh, a lot of those are are strips. Um, but he's he's so good at sticking with guys off of screens um, or recovering late and getting his arm in there. And, and honestly, he, he's been like a bit of a rim protector. It feels like uh, uh, as of late. Um, D White, man, he yeah, look. That, you don't have I to, think, yeah, the don't ball have to tell movement me. just don't have to just tell ridiculous. me, man. He yeah. he's perfect for this team. Like it's you used to have Marcus Smart 2.0, like he's diving on the ground. He's, he's, he's making those little plays. Like there's just certain types of players that if there's a loose ball, some guys are just quicker to it, quicker to see things. And Derek's just another one of those guys like Marcus Rob, I feel like is one of those guys as well. Um, yeah. Oh, he's second in behind uh, SGA now. He, SGA must've had a couple blocks tonight. Yeah. Um, that's all right. He, he helped us out tonight. SGA. He can have, he can have the number one slot for, for tonight. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit in the Schadenfreude <laughs> report. That's but right. uh, yeah, he must add two or three. Uh, yeah. So, what did you? Speaking of Rob, um, I saw our guy Eric Weiss tweeted mm. that Claxton had outplayed Rob, and that Rob needs to be more involved in the offense. And you know, if if I have any complaints about Missoula, um, I think really Rob's 
imprint on the offense is not what it's been. Yudoka was a little bit like this too, because Rob two years ago in the second half of the season was averaging like three and a half, four assists a game. Mm. And last year, I think he was at one and a half. And this year, it seems like he's becoming even less of a factor. I mean, offensively, he's always going to be a factor because of his rebounding and his vertical spacing. But what did you think about the Claxton Rob um, head to head matchup and just more generally yeah. Rob's role right now? One, good to see Rob get to 29 minutes. I think, again, so he had yesterday off, so he had a bit a bit of extra rest. Um, but I thought that he looked good as far as like maintaining. <laughs> yeah, Z Gamer's never going to let me forget. Um, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm with 29 minutes. That's, and by like little, little staggered stints. Um, and I think. Um, who was who? Who was the team we played before the Pelicans? So I'm drawing a blank. Um, Bulls. But the Bulls. He faded hard in the second half, and I think yeah. that maybe they had plans to play him more minutes, but he didn't really have the gas, and so he gets an extra day off here, able to get to 29 minutes. And while I'd think that, yeah, I'll talk about them misusing him a little bit, but the fact that he's able to get to 29 minutes, I thought he was still in the right spots defensively. The defensive rebounding was good. Offensive rebounding wasn't an issue um, uh, for us tonight. And so, like, he was solid. But, yeah, I thought Claxton outplayed him. Claxton was a problem um, for the he's Celtics. Good, man. Yeah. He, he's been really, really good this year. Um, can't shoot a free throw still to save his freaking life. Um, oh, my Lord. <laughs> that was hilarious when he missed the free throw. They had the lane violation, and then he just missed it again. I know. Like, I was dude, like, great. That's he's crazy. Like, Should you ask Claxton if he wants to shoot another one? I don't think he does. It's <laughs> yeah. like, no, 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 just let no, him no, take no, the ball no, out. No, 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 no. no, it was fine. Um, so that, like, Rob's got him there. No question in, in the free throws. But, no, Claxton's really improved this year. Like, that's been um, – Zach Lowe on his on the Bill Simmons crossover was I even mentioned him as like an all star and I was like all right Zach just Let's settle chill. down settle down on the Vorps and the Snorps over, over <laughs> here but um, you definitely outplayed but yeah I think Eric Weiss is right on it um, Rob is so good at passing and there's, we've seen little moments of it hitting guys um, cutting to the basket but someone's got to show Joe the Rob triple double against the Suns last year like. He, he can be so much more and, you know, Scal loves to say it. We love it when Tatum and Jalen get easy baskets and I think Rob can be so good at, at generating that stuff. Like I want to see Rob get used as a hub. Like let's start developing Rob into that BAM handoff game. Let's have, you know, Hauser running off screens, like Jalen running off um, running off handoffs and stuff like that. Like um, he's so smart and makes such good decisions that it's silly to not be, to be using him in that way. And it just makes everybody's, again, another way for everybody's job to get easier and to pick guys up when they're down. It's like, that's another real weapon. Like he's one of the best passing big men in the NBA. Like, why are we not, why are we not using that? So that's something that Joe definitely, definitely needs to, to figure out. And again, like Rob's play what 12 games. So could still be coming. Um, That's, that's definitely something we need to see more of there. Yeah, um, I, I do think defenses are playing him a little different now that mm-hmm. the scouting report's out. He he needs to be more aggressive with the ball because sometimes he will get the ball mm-hmm. at the free throw line and he won't even turn and look at the hoop. Like, I want Rob, every time he's open at the free throw line or like from 15 feet, shoot it. I don't care if you shoot one of 30, like shoot that shot because he's good enough. He can shoot free throws. That shot will come. Um, and yeah, I'm with you. If I could pick a skill for Rob to get, 
it wouldn't be like okay three point shooting. It would be Bam's handle because if yeah. he had Bam's handle with his passing instincts and his athleticism, dude, he would be so incredibly good. But just be more aggressive, Rob. That's what I'm dying yeah. for, man. We, we yeah, we see little bits of it. I mean the the play where he freaking blocked the three point shot and then got on the break one dribble <laughs> layup like. Giannis, he looked like yeah. Giannis. <laughs> yeah, L- little, little more effective than the Cornet Eclipse contest. Um, yeah, so he has. We've seen again, like flashes and Rob. That's like those things just go together. You see these little moments. Um, we saw like you know he backed down a smaller player um, the other day, and, and you know little little things like that. Where I, yeah, you're right. Just just try it. Yeah, Eric again, try stuff with Rob. Empower Rob to try stuff. If you have a yes. smaller guy on you, we want you to go up. We want you to, to take these mid-range jumpers. Like one of my favorite Rob stats was that he was 89% from the free throw line in the playoffs. Like this guy can make mid-range jumpers. When on a night like tonight, when the offense is sputtering, like we can run a Rob pick and pop, like just, just throw one in there. See, you know, no one's going to guard it. They're going like, to drop. They're going to yeah, drop no all the way to the it. rim. He's, can be completely wide open. I want him to shoot two mid-range jumpers a game. Mm-hmm. Just like, I don't care, just shoot two because that's the only way he's really going to get the feel for it and get the confidence. And he last year, he probably made like yes. 10 of them, but he probably only shot 20. Like his touch is not bad at all. So um, two more guys I want to talk about. Malcolm Brogdon, somewhat <laughs> maligned on these oh, airwaves uh, in the month of December, which I think admitted like fittingly so. He was not good in December, but He's really starting to get his feet under him. I think he's averaging almost 25 and five over the last (laughs) five games. Another uh, efficient 16 points tonight. Two assists. I like to see that click up a little higher. But on a night where the defense or the offense rather was lacked, the first half, I think the ball was moving well. But the second half, we started to slow down on that end as the defense kicked up. So we needed all of Brogdon's 16 yeah. points, man. Like he really kept us afloat with Tatum on the bench. <laughs> um, I was I was walking, doing my, my morning walk this morning, and I was just thinking about Brogdon and the Celtics. And, and I had this comparison, and it's not necessarily a, a negative thing. But, and I could be off here, is he kind of like superstar version of Schroeder in that- He can shoot. <laughs> he, 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 like, he's a bucket getter. Like really when he's out there, he, he should be doing this, same with Schroeder. They're looking for their offense and that's yes. what he should be doing. But as far as ball movement goes and like getting the ball zipping around, it's not really what he does. Um, and I think that's okay if he's hitting shots. I think when we get into, and maybe this goes back to, to Joe, is it's like if there's a Malcolm game where he's not hitting shots or he's looking off for whatever reason, you you, you know, you jack up Derek, Derek and Marcus's minutes a bit more just because like <laughs> Ben in the chat here, yes, my long walks on the beach often feature Celtics players. Um <laughs> Like, so that's I, all right I, I, get, I get i get my head clear i get away from twitter your best thinking <laughs> i i can i can really i can really get get the juices flowing and um yeah the schroeder brogdon comparison popped up today um but so, again superstar version and it but i and again i think it goes back to brad kind of being right about the schroeder move it was just 
Schroeder's not good enough for what we needed him to do in order to right. actually fit here. Um, and he was worse at the things that make this team worse. Like right. more of a black hole, plays even slower. Like Brogdon's far more decisive, far better scorer, far oh, yeah. better creator, far better shooter. That's why I'm saying like superstar version, um, not necessarily a bad thing. It's just, yeah, the stickiness of the ball, which does feed into some of the bad habits of this team, I think he can sometimes exacerbate. Um and I think, again, like we're 42 games into this thing. Brogdon's still new to the team. Joe's still figuring out um, when, which levers to pull. So I think maybe, the, and like Tanae only played 20 minutes, right? And I thought he was really good because we, we needed, we needed his, as you said, we needed his 16 points. Like he had we did. two huge buckets in the third when, when we, cause we were, we were kind of tracking like either tied four or five points behind. Um, and Brogdon was like, hitting really big shots when, when nothing was going. And, and that's something that he can do when, when everything falls apart. And like when you talk about playoff basketball, ball movement just kind of does die a lot of the time. Does, like unless you're the Warriors, like every team needs players that can create plays for themselves. And, and he's a guy that can do it. Look, ISO scoring, for better or worse, is the most valuable skill in basketball. If you can just throw a guy the ball and he could beat his man and get a good shot, like there's there's no other skill you'd rather have. I mean, it you know, it kind of goes against sort of the soul of how I like to watch and play basketball, but that's the truth, dude. Like if you have a guy who can ISO and score 60% of the time, the best play you can do is just give that guy the ball. And Brogdon, man, for his faults, which he has some, um, he can get a bucket. And, you know, his shooting is just absolutely ridiculous right now. I mean, I did not I, – I knew he was a good shooter and was probably better as us Celtics fans as he takes long watch, walks on the beach thinking about Jake. And Nick <laughs> says, I take long walks listening to the First of the Floor podcast. Legends. That's what we like to hear. That's what we like Legends. to hear. So, I mean, you know, Brogdon's got his faults, but, dude, you just need talent, right? And yeah. he's going against these bench units, and there's times when he's feeling good. He just – looks like the best player on the floor at times. And that is an absurd, absurd yeah. luxury to have off the bench. Uh, my buddy and I were talking about like, would you rather have white or Brogdon? And Ooh. I, yeah, we, 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 we both agreed. We'd rather have Derek white because yeah. he's kind of essential. Like Brogdon's a Ferrari. You yeah, know he's what I a mean? luxury. You don't, yeah, exactly. You don't need him, but if you got him. Man, that oh, looks good. Baby, in the, yeah, you know, in the garage, right? Uh, yeah, you're, you're, so, yeah, you look, you're getting some looks. You're you're pulling pulling some things here and there. Yeah, no, Brogdon. <laughs> look, there's going to be several games in the playoffs where Brogdon has 15 to 25 points and win us playoff games based on his ability to to get buckets. Like the Uncle Drew movie, the game always has and always will be about. A bucket. <laughs> yes, Ben, obligatory. Do not forget to like and subscribe, please. We are like crawling our way to a thousand subscribers. We're almost there. Um, we're gonna we're gonna get there before the playoffs. Um, so please hit hit the subscribe button and, and the like button so we can fight the the evil algorithm that's conspiring <laughs> against us. Yeah, and if you're listening on the Celtics blog podcast feed and not on YouTube, first of all, thank you. Second of yes. all, please make a Google account and subscribe on YouTube if you're not yeah, already. Do we both. very much appreciate that. Yeah, just um, download. Don't have to listen. It's it's easy. Yeah, just give us those clicks. Yeah, um, so I think <laughs> Grant Williams, incredible yes. game. 
One guy didn't miss, though. That man is Luke Cornett. He went five for five from the floor, plus minus of zero, uh, which is okay, I guess. That's all we need. (laughs) Yeah. That's all we need. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Five rebounds, three of them offensive, and he buried a three. Uh, Just some nice minutes from Cornett. It's nice that he's showing that, look, if you're missing one of those centers, Luke can come in for 16 minutes, and you're going to be okay. And on a minimum, basically was on his way out of the league practically on a minimum contract. Dude, you can't ask for much more. Brad is really good at this. The Celtics are 7-0 on back-to-backs. Yeah. Luke Cornett's a big reason why. Yeah. He has filled in admirably. Like he, Blake Griffin's, actually, we didn't even even think about it. No, Blake. That used to be the thing, right? Like if when Hoffa was resting on back-to-backs, it was Blake time. and I guess that's what the Rob Williams coming back thing kind of affords you. Um, and I feel like Luke has kind of struggled a little bit lately, but I just think it's so hard to play three to five minutes. Like if you're coming in and playing two minutes, you make one mistake and that that can kind of just be it. Like, you know, things just might not roll your way. You don't get a chance to to impact the game when, when your stints are so short. Um, it was good to see him get some – Get a really good game under the belt because I, I I think they're going to continue to try and keep Rob's minutes down. Um, so he's and and we're going to need to continue to also get minutes played with the double bigs lineup. So if you're going to play both Rob and Al together, there's going to be minutes available with, for another big man. Cornet should be playing like nine to twelve minutes on a on a no. How many did he get tonight? Like so yeah, almost seventeen minutes tonight. Yeah, he should be playing like nine to twelve um, on a normal night as Rob continues to get to get back in game shape um but and he's just solid like he look seven foot tall if he's gonna if he hits a three that's that's all we need right um so to, to get oh, yeah. give you the defense the offensive rebounding yeah he's been watching rob tape that's the, right the, yeah the or the offensive <laughs> rebounding aura. yeah oh man was that was that okay that like reverse almost offensive thing i think it was you fine know, Reggie Miller said it was a goal 10, so I'm inclined he, to think it was not. I was going to say that means it's probably not a goal 10. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it was short of the rim. I think it was pretty clearly so short I, of the yeah. rim. Uh, so I think it was fine. But they missed a uh, goal 10 on Claxton anyway on a Tatum yeah. floater. So right. Okay. We'll even. And that Classic was going Reggie, down. <laughs> Reggie was like, and he got it at the perfect spot. And I'm like, did he? No, did he? he did not. Bloody Reggie. Um, anyway. All right, Jake. So before we move on from the game, um, so nice win, five in a row. But I want to ask you the opposite. Any negative takeaways from this game? Anything you're worried about? Oh, big picture, nothing I'm worried about from from this one. I um, the, the negative, the only negative I would say was was Tatum. Did any? I mean, oh, actually, no. I was a Celtics fan in the chat. Hauser, maybe we can. I'll get to him after after Tatum. Sure. But um, not that he, yeah, Tatum clearly didn't have it tonight. And I thought that he, how many shots did he end up getting tonight? Seven, yeah, seven for 22. 22, yeah. yeah. Um, it's tough, right? Like, I, I also found myself w- wanting Tatum to get the ball. I was like, it was in the, it was the third quarter and things were kind of um, in the mud. And I was like, well, Ta- yeah, can, can we get Tatum back in there? Um, yeah. At least, at least he's, you know, he's always drawing gravity. Um, I just feel comfortable when when things are running through him. It was he even had one play. He drove on Royce late, and 
he had the lane. Like it was going to be one of those classic either Tatum Euro lay or and just two-hand. Yeah, and he pulled up, right? And he faded yeah, to the left like yeah. a 12 I know foot. exactly the play you're talking about. Yep. He had – there was no one there. Yep. And, and I mean, and, and Claxton wasn't there. That was the play and I was like, mm. He's just gassed. Yeah, he's not here and, for, for that. Not a good Tatum game, I yeah. will say. But Defensively, I thought, especially first half, he was really, really good there. Yeah. 11 rebounds, five assists. Yeah, like, look. We're, you know, two years ago, Tatum has these bad shooting nights and he's got four rebounds and two assists, right? At least he's finding ways to impact the game on the glass. <laughs> yeah. 11 defensive yeah. rebounds, no offensive. I, that's yeah, us. yeah. 20, 11, and five. Like, if that's your bad game, right. we can that's we, a, with a, yeah, with the late defense, we can live with it. Yeah. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Let's then, let, let's talk about Hauser because mm. um I think the Nets are a particularly bad matchup for him defensively because he it does pretty well against these bigger wings. He can kind of muscle up a little bit, but the quick guards I think are tough for him. And they've got a load of them with Seth Curry and Kyrie Irving and uh you know, Simmons is not obviously a little guard, but he's just huge, even though he refuses to shoot. So, <laughs> oh my uh, goodness. <laughs> what an experience so, with the Ben Simmons so, thing. Sorry. I mean, he, I, he, no, it's all good. He went one of two. Uh, he wasn't, you know, he had two assists. Like, I thought Hauser wasn't a complete disaster, but he also is a long cry from who we probably thought he was going to be at this point in the season after he came out so hot to start the year. I mean, are, are you worried about Hauser? Yeah. It's wild. He's still above 40% on the year for threes. Um, <laughs> that is nuts. But, yeah. but last 15 games, he's at 31%. Even that feels high, honestly. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know if I'm worried about him but he just he needs to be like he needs to be hitting shots for him to really be like exactly. creating like real value right there was like houses leading the league in plus minus and stuff like that and this this is like the first stretch since he was 18 where he has shot below 40 percent um for an extended period um even even as i said still shooting above 40 percent for the year so he seems he seems to be confident still when he's shooting, but the one three that oh, he yeah. took, but the one three that he took tonight was like went off like the left side of the backboard, like it didn't even hit the rim. So I don't know. Shooting's weird. These shooters are like um like well, pitchers or these weird little niche niche athletes. So they kick. They're like kickers, like knee Smith. They clearly something happened in his head. We got to. It reminds. Do you know who? Do you know who Derek Lowe is? No, I don't know who Derek Lowe is. Okay, so he was a starter and then a closer for the Red Sox, and he was a sinker pitcher, right? And like from the first inning, you could tell if Lowe had it. If he was keeping the sinker low, he was going to have a good game because he didn't have blowaway stuff, right? He didn't strike a lot of people out. He let people hit it, but the sinker was deadly if he kept it low, and it'd just be ground balls all day long. (laughs) But if he kept it high, those ground balls turned into like roped doubles and home runs. And like, Hauser feels a little bit like that. Like (laughs) If he comes in and he buries the first shot, it's like, all right, let him go, Joe. Let him get three or four up. But I think it goes back to what you were saying about Cornette. Like, it's so hard. He played five minutes tonight right like he took two shots you know 
you can't really make much of a positive or a negative impact in like you have to be a disaster to really be bad in five minutes. So I, I, I you know, Tatum played 38 minutes on a night where he clearly didn't have it. Like, are we going to lose this game if Hauser gets up to 10 minutes? I, I don't think so. So I'd like to see Joe just trust him a little bit more back him and you know let him make mistakes and screw up a little bit because i feel like the the leash is a little tight right now <laughs> firstly apologies to my dad he's going to be very upset that i didn't know who derek Lowe was he's going to be <laughs> listening being like shame that's a shame cut. on my that's house a deep cut. No, yeah. Yeah, dad would have got that in, in a second or less um but yeah it feels like i wonder if the Hauser pritchard thing like I agree that the whoever it's going to be, the leash. Like you got to let someone. You got to let them go. If they're going to miss two or three shots, like that just can't be it. Not in the regular season when the one seed. So I, I'm I'm with you. Like he's and and again, like to, yeah, you're right. Defensively, not a good matchup with Kyrie, Seth Curry, those kinds of guys. Um, he handles it. Yeah, the more like the wing type players. That that that's where he he's doing a good job. And he, you know, he gets on the boards, stuff like that. You know, he's, do, he's doing a little bit of everything. But, yeah, when your leash is so short, I think for your confidence, I think that's kind of what happened to Neesmith in a, in a way. It was like- Oh, definitely. You missed your first shot and one, he's like, okay, well, I'm probably coming out soon. And obviously, the next two things that he did were, were going to be a disaster. Um, Hauser doesn't quite have the same swings and range of outcomes as, as Neesmith, but- yeah. Nobody does. <laughs> no, 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 nobody does go goes from superstar to to NBL player quite as quickly as as Aaron Neesmith. But yeah, I, I'm with you. I think it's just tough. To, and but but that's also part of the NBA, and that's part of like his job. At the at the same time, it's like you got to come in and you're gonna get a wide open three. It's a tough league, dude. It's a tough league to stick in, man, if you're not athletic. There's a reason they're called the Never Broke Again League. Like, they're paying you guys a lot of money to (laughs) to shoot that thing. So, if you're not doing that, like, I I get where Joe's coming from at the same time. No doubt. But but maybe, like, you know, going into the Hornets game, we're able to get um, a longer leash. But I don't know. I kind of feel like coming out of this, I'm more, I'm like, can we, do we need to get Pritchard some minutes? Um, I was only eight when the socks broke the curse, so I'll cut you some slack. Thanks, Dad, <laughs> in the chat here. <laughs> um, uh, that's, awesome. <laughs> that's awesome, yeah. Um, I don't know, like Pritchard, especially when we're going to have trap games, like I feel like Pritchard maybe is – I personally would maybe – if House is going to be cold, um, Pritchard's maybe giving you more um, than just the shooting right now, which is impressive for oh, yeah. a 6-1 guy. Yeah, I, I, where I stand on Pritchard is if you're not going to play him, trade him because he's got some value. Um, but I think we should play him because I love Pritch, man. I, I think he's legitimately a good NBA player. I don't know if we could say that about Hauser. And Z Gamer in the chat says he'd be willing to trade for a better wing uh, to get Tatum and Brown some rest. You're, we're a championship team. Like yeah. if you can upgrade, you go upgrade. Whether Hauser's. You know, Hauser could be playing better, and I'd still say if you can upgrade on him, do it. As my cat attacks me endlessly, here. <laughs> credit to me for my professionalism. <laughs> um, all right, Jake. So let, let's move on from the game because yeah. we said it was going to be a short one, and we're forty-five God, minutes in. Somehow, <laughs> I know. So big picture, the defense is back, yes. dude. Yes. Yeah, you got a stat here for us from the third of November till today. The Seas have the fifth-ranked defense. 
Why were we worried? Well, I like to. I personally was never worried. I don't think this podcast was ever especially worried. It was like, right. okay, this team is full of. There's a reason everybody on the team pretty much received an all defense vote last season. It's because Marcus yeah. Smart has been one of the best defenders in the league for a decade. Jason Tatum has been one of the most underrated wing defenders since he stepped foot in the league. Um, when he's locked in, is arguably the best wing defender in the league, maybe outside of OG Ananobi. Um, we knew Rob was coming back. Derek White. Has made several, several. I will say a couple all defensive teams. Um, we maybe want a little more Brogdon defensively, but there's no holes here. There's no holes on defense. Um, like the the defense, I don't think I was ever worried about. But to see it finally, not finally, but I feel like I can rely on it now on a day to day basis. Um, they're not they're not on the historic pace they were um, the second half of last year, but they're continuing to trend. Trend in the right direction. We don't need them to grind teams into the dust in the regular season. Um, we need them to grind teams into the dust in April, May, and June. Uh, exactly. And the Eastern Conference, dude, like outside of the Nets, um, there's not a lot of good offense in the East, man. Like we, the Bucks, we defend them better than anyone. The the Sixers, I mean, we've had Embiid's number. For, for years now as well. The, there's just not a lot of offense in the league and in the East, I mean. And so when you've got a defense that's elite, that just accentuates how impactful that can be in the playoffs. And so as it just continues to trend in the right direction, um, I would like to see a few, I mean, I'm sure we will. I think an example of that is the fourth quarter today where we, we gave up 16 points in the fourth quarter. Um, it's when, and we've seen it like the Thunder game comes to mind um, at home. At home, because I didn't again. That, Not I'm the like, last Thunder yeah, game. I'm like the Men in Black with the guys with the the second OKC game because I <laughs> never was off happened. the grid. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what you guys what you're talking about. Um, but we, we've we have seen it in flashes, but uh, and that's all we need. We just need to know that it's there because exactly. when we get to the playoffs, we can go. Just all right. We're cranking. We're cranking it, and that's all. You, that's it. The fact that we're able to show the defensive ceiling is just as high as last year is what matters. Like, I don't care if they play that level. I don't want them to play that level of defense game in and game out because it clearly wore them out in the second half of last year, especially with the tight rotation Udoka went with. So the fact that they're like, yeah, dial it up. Okay, we need to win this Nets game. So let's play 12 minutes of complete lockdown defense on Kyrie Irving and company. that's what matters. And it again, the, and the Nets, right? One of the best offenses in the league since Katie and Kyrie have gotten together. And defenses. Yeah, yeah. They're the, great the, defense this year. Yeah. The um yeah, that's surprising me. Um yeah. I'm I've I probably need to like alter my perception a little bit because I'm I'm probably still relying on what we saw in the first round of the playoffs because they are better defensively now with Royce O'Neal and Ben Simmons. Um, but if you're playing Kyrie and Seth Curry and Joe Harris a lot of minutes, I, I still feel pretty good about the Celtics' ability to, to get buckets. Um, but for whatever reason, we play these guys really well defensively. Um, like going back to the game that we referenced earlier, the, the most recent Nets game, um, we held them under 100 again, I'm pretty sure. I think it was 101 to 86 for whatever reason is the number that's yeah. popping into my head. Um, we play these guys well no matter what. KD is not a guy that handles those doubles especially well. And the Celtics are when they are locked in. 
we've been getting reps on Joel Embiid for for five years now, um, and it pays off. It pays off, and Giannis and and the Nets are unfortunately a victim of of those reps. Yeah, um, I I think we do so well against teams who run their offense through one or two players. Yep. It's really the ball movement teams like the Warriors and. Oklahoma City, like how Apparently. Oklahoma City plays is just tough. I mean, hey, they whooped the Sixers tonight. So Paces, yeah. Those teams who try to slow it down and get good looks out of isolation, we are just completely built to stop. So with that, Jake, before we get out of here, let's yes. rank the yes. top three defenders for the Celtics this year. Give me your number three defender number for three. the Seas. Okay, we're going to yeah. go bottom to top. I've got mine if you want me to say okay. it. Yeah, you go, you go. I think I have my top three, but you go. Okay, my three is Jason Tatum. Yeah, okay. I think he's been I, great. He's been a, slipped a little bit yeah. recently. I mean, he's got a massive offensive load, so it's not crazy that he slipped some, but I would have Tatum in the three slot. Yeah, I was tossing up because I'll, I'll, I'll go now. We'll do a little draft here. All um, right. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I, I was tossing up Tatum and Smart. For three two, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I think for like first six to eight weeks of the season, Tatum was like lock way all, up there, lock all defensive player. Um, yeah. Definitely slipped a little bit. Um, Marcus is two. I th- I, I'm, per- I'm I'm excluding Rob. I just don't think it's yeah. We're gonna have the same list because oh, I yeah. know who your number one yeah, is. We're I gonna mean, have the same list. Go, yeah, Marcus. But, yeah, but look, he would be I, my two. Yeah. Well, and Marcus has been been incredible, but he hasn't been quite. The depoy, I don't think, of last year. Um, yeah, and he started uh, yeah. slow defensively. Yeah. I did I not say, think yeah. he was great for the first couple of weeks, but recently he's turned it up. I would say almost Tatum and Marcus have almost flipped in the sense where Tate, like Marcus, yeah. was playing good yeah. enough defense, but now sure. Marcus is now inching back towards like lock all defense, you know, depoy level. Um, and then we have. I think Jeffrey Francis might have, yeah, might have Buffalo. Uh, called number one. The Buffalo's got him. Dude, he has been unreal. Derek White has been so incredible on defense, chasing shooters through screens, locking up primary ball handlers, fighting down low, and then blocking. He has like as many blocks as Giannis. Like, this is <laughs> ridiculous what he's doing, dude. <laughs> he he's fantastic. He's such a joy. Yeah. And it's also important. Like he he takes the assignment a lot of the nights. Um, yeah. Even even if it is a a Paolo or a, or a, a bigger player, like he he's willing to get his hand in there, take charges, recover late, make blocks. Um, and even tonight, like there, like he had the great the great block, and then like two or three possessions later, he had a really important defensive rebound over Ben Simmons. Like it's just, and and that's a huge part of defense as well. Is the defensive rebounding and the and the fact that he's able to rebound yeah. above his height, above his position, um, is so important. And it just, it just you know alleviates the load that you know we've always wanted to bring in that extra wing to alleviate some of the load for Jalen and Jason. But Derek's kind of doing it. It's like every night, it doesn't matter who it is. Um, it's, you know Halliburton, it's it's Kyrie tonight or Ben Simmons or whoever. Um, he's just always in the right spot. Um, whether it's you know leading, getting close to leading the league in blocks or leading the league in charges, he's just he makes me he feel has, good. He has <laughs> one less block than Jarrett Allen. What, see what one, are we? 
one more than Jakob Pertl, and he has five more than Clint Capella. I mean, that is absolutely ridiculous, dude. Like, he's just been so, so good on that end, so versatile. And, you know, I had that video I put out about White and uh, the kind of underrated things he does. Yeah, Dwight Shoot, baby. Uh, And in that, I have a clip of him getting posted up by Jarrett Allen. And he just stands Allen up and forces a tough hook shot that Allen misses. I mean, him and Smart, it's just crazy seeing guys that small dominate on the defensive end, man. It's just so fun to watch. Such a good trade. Yeah. Such a good yeah. trade. Great trade. Great like, trade. I, the people that were upset about the the 14-year-old that we were going to draft in 2028, um, yeah, that looks a little silly now. He's uh, he's so good. He just does everything we need: defense, offense. Um, yeah. yeah, he's got. He's going to end up being like a. He's going to go down Celtics floor as just one of those guys that everybody loved. Yeah, but a little like polarizing. DJ. Yeah, yes, yeah, a little exactly. polarizing. Yeah. Okay, Jake. Real quick, because yeah. you know it's getting late over here on the Sorry, East man. Coast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. It's fine. It's Friday tomorrow. I'll be all right. I can work <laughs> from home, but. Before we go, your segment, the segment I know you look forward to every time we get to do it. It's a schadenfreude report. We have some big news from this evening, Jake. So please let us know what happened to all of the teams we love to hate. What a night for the schadenfreude report. It's been a little (laughs) slow on the news desk a little lately. It feels like. (laughs) Yeah, unfortunately. (laughs) But tonight, I mean, obviously, Celtics take down the two seed. Brooklyn Nets. Look, and that's an that's an important win, man. Like any win you get against Nets, Bucks, Cavs, uh, Sixers, Sixers, yeah. Those are, those those could matter for for head to head matchups. Um, Nets lose, Sixers lose by punked. 20. 20. Punked. punked. Let's go, man. What contender loses by double digits to OKC? Oh, Come ridiculous! On. Oh, at home, <laughs> never happened. Yeah, jeez. Oh my goodness, we would maybe never do that in at home. Oklahoma City. Yeah, in OKC, the long flight. <laughs> yeah, a, right. You know, you've been eating funny food over there. Um, <laughs> man, don't don't mess with the Thunder. Like they will just. Dude, they're good. They should. They should have beat the Heat the other day as well. They. Kendrick Williams, sorry, you just your national TV, my Australian son, you ruined Josh Giddy's sixteen point triple double. <laughs> anyway, the uh, the Heat though beat the Bucks. No Giannis tonight, but again, more separation uh, in the in the top. And then as we speak, oh, Cleveland just made a little run there. Um, Portland Trailblazers are up seven in the second quarter um, on the Cavs. So. And, and 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 the the, Ma- the, Ma- the, Mavs. the Mavs are up thirteen on the Lakers, so it's shaping up to be quite the night for Celtics fans. Oh, thank you, Oz Celtics fan. Blazers down to eleven at the minute. There we go. Um, All right, what a day, yeah. huh? Yeah, not a bad one. So, Jake, unless you got anything for us, no, I appreciate you, Spoonie, staying up late. Of course, we could have gone tomorrow, but. I'm going. I'm driving like two and a half hours south to pick up the perfect surfboard. So um, this really—that's far more important. <laughs> I can deal um, with a little lack of sleep for one day. I do it all the time. What a so. legend! Absolutely, that's right. Yeah, I don't know about <laughs> that, but all right, that's going to do it for this one. Celtics five-game win streak. 
big W, first of the floor, subscribe, Celtics blog podcast feed, or the first of the floor YouTube. Thank you all for listening. First of the floor, out. <laughs>